0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the Toxic Mold Expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 41 Places Outside the Home That Could Be Making You Sick. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Yep. Now, do, does President's Day celebrate all the presidents or just a few? I think it's just a few.
1: But I, I, I think it just depends on <laughs> what you want to celebrate it for. <laughs> I know growing up uh, in Utah, I know I've told you this, in Utah, in the school district I grew up in, every other year, one year we would, well, obviously you'd always celebrate it, but we'd have school off on Martin Luther King's Day <laughs> one year, and then the next day on President's Day. And so... You know, just alternated. We didn't get both of them off. And to be honest with you, and it, it, you know, this is just reality. As a kid, I didn't care about the holiday. I just cared that we didn't have to go to school. And you know, when I was a little bit older, we on that holiday we would always go snow skiing. So my mom, um, where we used to go snow skiing, that school district was on the opposite schedule as us. So if we had President's Day off, they they had. More school that there. day. Okay. So it was perfect to take us skiing because it was a weekday and there wasn't a whole lot of people there. That's awesome. So it was, it, it kind of, that. that's all I remember it by. <laughs> so I, to answer your question, it just depends, I guess, on what kind of person you are because I don't know... I thought they celebrated all presidents, but I'm not sure. Neither of I don't, I don't really care that much. So. <laughs> well,
0: and what we're talking about, since people are probably out and about on President's Day, if you've got it off, you work for the bank or the post office, is places outside the home that could be making you sick. I know a lot of our episodes are about what in your home, your indoor air quality, uh, the way that you use water, you know, grading and drainage. We talk a lot about what's in the home that could be making you sick, but let's talk for a little bit about Besides your house, what else could give you, you know, reason to think you have mold Well, and kudos
1: to you for tying that in to President's Day and all that. Because I I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. So, like you said, people are probably in their car. And most people don't think about this. You can have a mold problem in your car that's making you sick. And it's just something you don't think about. And, you know... I. That's why you hire a mold specialist. But there's, you know, there could be places like your car that let's say you don't spend most of your time in there. You just commute to work in your car. And, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, it could be a 10-minute commute. It could be two-and-a-half-hour commute. So while you're in your car, and I guess what I want to tie to is is If it's a ten-minute commute, you could have a mold problem in your car that, in that ten-minute commute, could be making you sick. Depending on your body, depending on what kind of mold problem it is. So keep that in mind. But another thing to keep in mind, and we we always ask this when we when we do an on-site mold inspection and then do testing. One of our our key concerns is is what so who's who's experiencing mold sickness. So, okay, it's your daughter. So, where does your daughter spend most of her time? In her bedroom, probably, if she's a teenager. <laughs> um, It's the same thing with whether you have a mold problem at home, but where do you spend most of your time away from home? Is it in your car? Because I know for us, like, You know, there's times we spend a lot of time in our cars or vehicles, and there's times we don't. It's kind of sporadic, I guess, with us. But there's people that have, you know, every day they drive 10 minutes each way. They're at work for eight or nine hours. So we can go, okay, you're spending eight or nine hours at work. So it could be your workplace. Going back to your daughter being sick. Where is she for those, you know, besides the home, where is she at? If she's homeschooled, so she's probably home most of the time. At school, she can be being exposed. So you can be exposed school, work, your car, stores, if you're traveling, hotels. We talk about that quite often. We take
0: pictures <laughs> at hotels we see most. And I,
1: every time I take Picture. pictures, I always think, you know, I'm going to post that on Facebook and do a Facebook post out of it. And I never do. I need to do a better job of that. But we do. Every time we travel... <laughs> I don't think there's a place we've been that I don't take pictures of Make deficiencies. <laughs> it, it could be anything, but, but that could be a thing too. So, let's just say you or your husband is, you know, they travel for work. It could be on the airplane. I mean, it could, there could be so many different places they could be be exposed. So, just think about, like you just said, it, it don't don't be so myopic that, oh, it's only our house. It could be Numerous places.
0: Well, and going back to the vehicle for a second, because I just had this thought. We've done past podcast episodes about children and toys and babies and splashing water. But a lot of people who have really small children can relate to the idea of the child in the car seat in the back with the sippy cup that's halfway open and they turn the whole thing over and they spill whether it's the milk you know with the big hole in it because you wanted to put rice cereal in it or the or the apple juice from the sippy cup they're get they're getting it in their car seat they're getting it probably in between the back seats yeah, can that cause a mold like if there's enough moisture from continually a child doing that can that lead to a vehicle mold issue? Or is yeah, that... if
1: you're chronically, I mean, stuff like that's happening. One thing you do need to keep in mind, though, is, like, juices and stuff, does it have a high enough water content for that to happen? Now, I'm looking outside, looking out our window of all this snow we have that seems to never go away. <laughs> but if you're getting into your car every day and you have snow on your boots every you day, day, you're, you're just continuously oh, given water to it, then yeah, definitely it can cause problems. And, and so, ironically, when you talk about kids, so, you know, a lot of people have minivans or SUVs or crossovers. When's the last time you got in that third-row seat to see, to see like. what it looks like?
0: Especially if a kid's playing sports. and exactly. So they're taking off their sweaty stuff and, the, you know.
1: And it, it's no different than we've probably all done it and we've probably all found it how many times have you found you know an old plate or something under the kid's <laughs> bed or an old sippy cup and there's mold all over inside yeah. it? so people just don't think about that until you can visually see it so think about what's going on Michael. micro scrub <laughs> microscopically yes i can't even spit <laughs> it out sorry people um no i haven't been drinking it's so just one of those days i guess but think about what it could be doing. It's so small that you just don't notice it. And like I said, when's the last time you got on that third row and checked it out? Yeah. Oof. I mean, you don't know what's living yeah, back there. like in the back of the the second, you know, the back seat of the pickup, the second row. Yeah, I put stuff in and out of there, so I kind of pay attention. But when do I look in the crevices to see yeah. if anything's going on? Yeah. So yeah, it's the car is you you'd be surprised.
0: Yeah. Now, what about work and school? Because I think those are two areas that are really hard because if you suspect a mold problem at your work and you tell your manager or your senior manager and they don't want to do anything about it, then what do you do about it?
1: Well, one thing, and I haven't talked about this a whole lot recently, and I I should probably talk about it more, but one thing I always say is document, 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 keep documentation if you can try to take pictures, take pictures. Um, you, you know, and I know we've talked about this before and and so I don't want to repeat myself, but you know, what kind of company you work for, you know, what kind of boss your boss is. You my, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if you can approach them about something or not, if, if you have the boss that's just going to fire you over it that you don't you have to be very methodical at how you're gonna approach it and either way, whether you have an awesome boss or who you think is an awesome boss document 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 and try to and once again this is where it's tough you know your coworkers but try to have a few people that that agree with what you're saying like hey do you think that's mold up there or you know, have you seen there's all these new water stains in the ceilings? Try not to be the lone wolf, because if you're the lone wolf, you're going to be the hypochondriac. So just be very careful of how you do it. But it is something that you have to address. Now, can you force them into fixing it? No. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but...
0: So then what does someone do if they have a a suspected mold problem at work and they've told the powers that be and the powers that be haven't handled it? Is there anything that that person can do to protect their health, even though they're working in that building?
1: So I know this is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I I know we did a podcast that we talked about this because I remember saying this, what's your health worth? I mean... If you can quit your job and go work somewhere else, that's probably your best thing. Cause once again, it's so so you go to your boss and now you're labeled the hypochondriac.
0: Exactly.
1: The last thing you want to do is come into work with a mask on your face. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, no, that's So it's me. kind of a... it's a very sticky situation and you know when we talked about this before, can can you go to the public health department and force them to do something? For the most part, no. So, if you come across the boss that doesn't want to address it, if you don't have the money to hire a lawyer, just, in my opinion, you know, document, document, document. But it's probably best that you find an exit st- strategy and, and find somewhere else to work. Because they're... Once again, it costs money. If you want to push the issue, you've got to hire a lawyer and proving that you got sick at work in a court, you know, let's just say it's civil lawsuit, it's really tough to prove that in court. So, does that it, it do, am it I does. taking the high road? It's just easier. Well, well but in, the, in but, the end, but here's to quit. the
0: thing: I think that leads to the a really important question, which is, how do you know where you're being exposed to mold? So, just like you said, how do you know that it's your vehicle? How do you know that it's your, the reason your child now has asthma and they didn't have asthma before is because they were exposed at school? How do you know?
1: So, the easiest way to know is you can see it. Mm -hmm. It, As far as you, is that without hiring someone like me, you can see it, you can smell it. Other people are sick. Okay. Now, when it comes to to the professional side of it, and you hire me or a mold specialist, you know obviously we can we can do inspections and testing swabs, we can do all sorts of stuff to pin it down, but initially, you have to going back to a journal, you have to identify certain things so that you can say, excuse me, you can say no, it's not happening at home. it's happening at work because I'm not sick when I'm at home, when I'm on vacation, I'm not sick, when I'm at home for the weekend, I'm not sick." We've had our home tested. You know, your home's totally different than obviously work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you should hire a specialist just to come in every two years to make sure your indoor air quality is good. So that's, that's from the specialist point of view and money involved is to get a mold specialist in there. But once again, it'd be very difficult to get your boss who, from what I'm understanding, you're saying, well, your boss already's giving you pushback. They're not going to pay for a mold specialist. That's the last thing they want is proof.
0: Well, and then the question becomes, you know, when you think about a parent and them having a child that has some of the mold sickness uh, symptoms and things like that, can you hold like a school or a grocery store liable for mold exposure? Because they, the school probably doesn't want to test to find out if it's mold either.
1: Right. So school. So here, here's where we... And I... And I I post articles all the time. I see it on social media where schools and it to me, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I just posted an article last week about molding schools and, and I think they're finally paying attention and saying, Hey, you know, these are our kids. We need to make sure that there's not issues. So schools, in my opinion, are getting a lot better about it. I, I believe not to get into politics. It should be mandatory in every state, every county, and at every school that they do radon testing and that they do indoor air quality testing. That can be for VOCs, asbestos, if it's an old enough building, and mold. Until we get there, that you can't force it. But schools, going back to what you asked, it's a lot easier because you can get more people to band together. They they can't fire your student at school, Exactly. whereas at work, that's a whole different situation. So schools, the same thing I told you about work, you know, when you go to the school for parent-teacher conferences or whatever, you know, train your kids and say, hey, you know, here's what mold is and, you know, show them pictures or whatnot, and and you can drill it down that way. Now, going to your, your question about, you said, was, did like you say, stores. like a, okay. So a grocery store, and I actually dealt with a situation that you know about, but I can't disclose, that, and I've seen it several times in several different cities, so it's not just one place, one city, that there was a mold concern, and, and, and they both serve food, these places, and or, you know, have food, I guess, whatever you want to call it, and they did nothing about it. There's not a whole lot you can do, and it, it goes back to... Are you going to hire a lawyer and go, hey, when I was at the supermarket the other day, I saw mold in the meat department on one of their walls. It's going to be difficult. So as far as holding them liable, it's more likely you can have a school held liable versus a private entity like uh, a, a grocery store. and. When we talked about it in a previous episode, what I tried to explain to people, and this is why even if you're a renter, maybe that's where we talked about it. We did a podcast about renting. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for the government to get involved. when I say government, the health department, when it's a private property. Now, you can get the government involved, so the health department, if it is a school, if it is a grocery store, if it's a public place, you can get them involved. And I... I just read um, there was a, it was a firehouse uh, somewhere in the southeast that they ended up closing down because of mold. Those kinds of places are a lot easier to address mold versus your local supermarket.
0: Well, and at the end of the day, don't you think that even in situations where maybe you can't make a direct impact you let your wallet do the walking away. Right. You let your vote for whether it's the, I don't know if the superintendent of schools gets voted, but whatever the entities are in your local area, you make sure that your voice is heard in one way, shape or form or another, if they're not addressing right. your needs.
1: Right. One thing so, I want to be very clear about. So even as a certified mold inspector and mold, mold mitigation contractor, what's one thing I tell all my clients? I can't claim that it's mold. Exactly. It's suspected. Yep. And so be very careful, <laughs> whoever's listening to this, don't go post it on Facebook or social media that Walmart's meat department <laughs> on corner of 12th and 7th has a mold problem. Yeah. Because they could sue you until you actually take a sample, send it to a microbiologist and they verify it. Be very careful of saying mold. Just say suspected mold or mold-like substance. Mold-like substance. Because I'm not a lawyer. Someday I'll be going to law school, I hope. But I don't want to get into that kind of stuff. Exactly.
0: And, you know, you brought up a really good point earlier when you talked about the things that you share on Facebook. I don't think we let our listeners know enough about CNC contractor services on Facebook. Yeah. You, you post a lot of really good information on the CNC contractor services I, Facebook. I
1: do. Page. But we don't... we. <sighs> You know you you know my take you you tell me all the time that we need more presents, but we just don't, and I don't know if it's the the field of work we're in, and I don't have time to get on and nope we I just don't I think the best way to say it is is I do a weekly post, it's great information, but Facebook has algorithms where if it there's a link, they throttle it down, they want us to pay, and so Facebook, if you like our page, and I'm not sure how all this really works, if you go there every Thursday, we have a new post that's informational. And I guess what I'm saying is is go, our, go to our page, like our page. Yeah, and know. let
0: us know that you listened to the podcast so we know yeah. that you heard it here. Because I think, yes, you're going to get a ton of information on the podcast, but you're also going to get a lot more information on the Facebook page in addition to the podcast that you're, that we're probably not going to give you in these episodes because each episode is so focused on a very specific right. topic. And there's
1: pictures and yeah. you know, I would love to have more involvement on our Facebook page, but it, it just, at the end of the day, I guess my whole point is with Facebook, all oh, they want is your money. They want you to boost everything. They want you to do sponsored ads, but yeah, go there and like I said, you or you said it, comment. Exactly. Say, Hey, I listened to the podcast. That was awesome. Or if you have questions or suggestions, or you know, right. if there's the a podcast, podcast topic. Yeah. So
0: I think that's, I think that's fantastic, which leads me to the, the call to action for today's episode. You know, now that people understand that they could be exposed to mold and, you know, whether it's toxic mold or what have you outside of the home, what can people do to raise awareness about, the fact that they can be exposed to mold outside of the home.
1: Buy our books, like us on Facebook. <laughs> um, obviously, that's, you know, that that that's an advertisement plug. But one thing, like we were saying earlier, you know, have a journal, document things. Talk to your kids and explain to them, you know, when you're in, in seventh period in junior high, what classroom are you in? And is there water stains and stuff like that? Help with the awareness. One of my biggest things with mold is lack of awareness. So take note of when you're getting sick and where you're at.
0: Absolutely. So buy the books. You can find Steve on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com. What book would you suggest that they start with if they haven't listened to any of your books on Audible or downloaded any of the ebooks or bought a paperback? What
1: I would say the, the first book, The Mold Epidemic. Okay. The Mold Epidemic is... Um, Obviously, it was my first book. So if you if you buy all three of my books, if you read them, you know, my first one was a mold epidemic. T- second one was toxic mold in my old home. Last one was uh, black mold and home inspections. If you read those in that order, you'll see the third one was written a lot better than the first one because it's my third book and I've never written. But but I would start with the mold epidemic. Now, if if you do feel that you're getting sick at home and you have an older home or it's that you're at work or school then buy the the middle book yeah. so you know toxic mold in my old home goes over and once again it, it's more focused on your house but it's same principles with your with school or work
0: there you go so read learn teach your children you heard it all right everybody we'll catch you in the next episode prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash cnc mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash cnc mold checklist.